Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. I'm doing the man in the iron mask. Oh, Lord Lucan. The Hollinwell incident. The Versailles time slip of 1901. Tamam should. Who was Caspar Hauser? The Dyatlov Pass incident. Oh. How do you say it? Yeah, I've no idea how you pronounce it. It sounded right. Dyatlov. 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 I'll be doing some uh, deeply uh, culturally sensitive accents throughout <laughs> this. Russians don't listen to things. <laughs> is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Warning, this episode was recorded before Matt Baker's final show. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show Show, the podcast that wishes there was such a thing as disposable eyes, so that when we've watched The One Show, we could just put our eyes in the bin. This is part two of this week's Ep, so as ever, if you'd like to go back and listen to part one first in order for part two to make any sense, then why not go ahead and do that now? Joining me this week from separate locations as we try to record this over an internet increasingly clogged up, Mark Haynes and Julia Rayside. The the thank you NHS, you know, it's I mean it's all it's all very well. And then then they started going on about uh look, all these people have been sending messages on Twitter to the NHS, but now send us your messages from home and they then at the end even though there's nothing going on in the one show this in this day and age they just ran out of time to do that yeah, we'll they read them tomorrow out of time. Oh, <laughs> i we bet they didn't read tomorrow. them i bet they didn't read them tomorrow <laughs> I, I bet they didn't get any that's that's probably what actually happened <laughs> it is funny though because i do think you know they, they, they are talking to this captive audience of sort of you know people who are who are not in their 40s and under they're talking to people who are very much older and i think those people you know i don't know I, I, it does annoy me slightly that you know it's taken everyone getting ill for most people to go yes i appreciate the nhs yeah. i don't want to get political here john i don't want to get political <laughs> i don't this sounds in some ways like i was building up to a punchline god i wish i was i'm just gonna go <laughs> get a cup of does, tea <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah but i mean yeah we've the, the thing that slightly annoyed me about that show is on thursday they had the applause for the NHS taking place at 8pm yeah. and the one show was clearly annoyed that they were on at I, I think, thought what was that. It, 7 to 7.30. How furious were they? They couldn't go and do it and like look sanctimonious and stand outside applauding. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, exactly so, right. so they slightly had to sort of steal its thunder and go, don't forget to do that at eight. And here's all of us saying thank you for it. And everyone was saying thank you. And it was a bit like, this is this is sort of, I don't know, it, it, don't don't ruin the big moment <laughs> by sort of going, well, we missed it, so we'll try and hijack it. But my I favourite mean, bit of Thursday's episode was um, after they, they teed up, like, oh, and don't, you'd almost forgotten by the end of the episode that, you, that the NHS thing was coming next. Like, go outside at eight o'clock, clap the NHS. And um, they finished hmm. the episode with them signing off in a bit of a hurry and then obviously just pulling out to that wide shot and there's Ed Balls clapping on a stool alone. <laughs> like, no one else is clapping. It's just him going... <laughs> I just loved it so much. <laughs> Amazing. The one thing I did like about the NHS thing as well is they changed the colours in the one show studio. So they got rid of the red and replaced it with blue. Yeah. So the sort of backdrop was blue. It looked much nicer. It was so much more relaxing to yes, look at than calmer. normal. Yeah. It really was. I think I think they should 100% keep that because the red is just not working for them. <laughs> the, the NHS uh, film, though, did show a lot of those videos you see of nurses dancing. Thank you, NHS, for all of your hard work. Dancing nurses! Dancing nurses, I'm thinking... Get back to work, you shirkers. There are people dying. What are you doing? Wasting you haven't time got filming time a little bit. Yeah. Get away. Yeah. I didn't clap them. I didn't clap them. I watched one of those dancing videos and I went outside and I booed them. And there's often there's often choreography, which also implies a rehearsal period. Exactly. Like get back to work. <laughs> Let, let me make it clear that you don't send the letters that you're writing to Great Big Owl. That's a separate company. You need to send them specifically to Julia and John, agent stroke representatives. It's a funny joke until 10 days from now when you're trying to get one of those ventilator slots. <laughs> Every time you see a nurse with an MP3 player, you'll be shitting yourself. <laughs> MP3 player is that a thing (laughs) (laughs) yes Uh, nurses aren't paid enough like people in the media Julia to have things like iPhones and Blackberries (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) they have those little iPod nanos and they still use them okay Um, I should I should I should stress I don't actually know any nurses (laughs) (laughs) just to be clear clear. I've, I've seen some of some of the stuff they get up to online and it's, uh, it's eye-opening um, uh, there was one guy who i thought was absolutely inept on the both shows that i watched this week and that was whoever was in charge of dropping in the images on the back screen oh, he shocking. fucked up twice yeah so he fucked up with mel and sue where, where they were saying you're in this new uh, sky one series called hitman um hitman looked like those those 1980s like films you'd get where two comedy people like a comedy duo are mistaken for hitmen and then go on the run. It's very had that vibe about it. From a clip. I think we should have a clip just to see what, what the series is about. Here yes. It. Help! He's trying to kill me! I don't think I can hold him for much longer. Help! Look, mate, we're just trying to do our job. Why don't we pull him up? He can get warm and then we'll kill him in a civilised manner. Oh, somebody, please! Oh, God, we let go of me. You're going to die anyway. Uh, all right. OK, you win. But I, I will need a little head start when we get up there. Five seconds. Ten. Oh, God, mate. Uh, all right, ten seconds. 
traditionally those films have never really made money. um, (laughs) Should we name them? There was was uh, Morons from Outer Space with Mel and Griff. There was a Cannon and Balls one. There's Buller Quo, the status quo film. Buller Quo is brilliant. I won't hear a word against Buller Quo. Back off, Mark. Anton Deck did something. Julia, Julia. It might, it might be fine. It didn't make very much money. Uh, wow. <laughs> Nuns on the run. That's another one. <laughs> it sort of had that vibe about it. A slight sort of, this is a Michael Winner joint. <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's not a phrase. That, uh, it'd be good to see that at the start of his movie. Him doing really good sort of like films about 1980s African America. Right. Um, the, 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 the picture they dropped in was Sue saying, I thought I looked just like Carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix, but yeah. actually I look like Benny from Crossroads. And there was a picture side by side of Carrie Ann Moss and Sue Perkins. <laughs> in my head, in my head, I'm Carrie Ann Moss, but I look back at it and it's, it's Benny Hill. It's basically Benny Hill. Let, well, let, let's have a little look. Let's have a little look at that because I think we have uh, what you were shooting for and what you, what you ended up. What I and then they went, and Mel, and the picture dropped of Mel and Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah. And Mel said, hmm, I mean, I sort of thought of myself more as Angelina Jolie from Salt. It's like, yes, we know Mel, because the vision mixer absolutely fucked And he did with Al Murray as well, didn't he? In my own head, gang, Yes. I am Angelina Jolie in the film Salt. Well, yes. But in, in reality, it's Benny, Benny from Crossroads. Crossroads. <laughs> it's Fear Benny from Crossroads. Yeah, and yeah, it made yeah. Mel look like a liar, because she was sort of, oh, oh well, who was that? Oh, you know, Mel, because you've already told and they them. just made her look like <laughs> a prat. <laughs> wasn't yes. the, wasn't the then, picture they dropped in of Angelina Jolie in Tomb Raider as well? Not Salt. Brilliant. I, 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 I don't know Salt as well. I mean, again, a reference that is sort of a bit left field, yeah. I think. They yeah, didn't I, have the, the next day, yeah. the next day they were going to do a thing where they were going, our next guest. And they went, he is a... And they went, oh, no, it's, someone's put up a photo of Al Murray. That, that's come up too early. That wasn't supposed to. So it's, oh, well done, Vision Mixer. Another yeah. thing ruined. Well, Ed isn't the only great guest we've got coming up tonight. You'll know him for these two things. Pint of beer and the Union flag. There we go. Oh, they revealed it too quickly. <laughs> there was no guess. Properly. Properly. Oh, can I just say sorry about the Al Murray thing? The thing that made me laugh hardest this week was Alex doing a setup for a joke that turned out to be something entirely different that didn't make sense. So they had Al Murray on and he was talking and Alex said, well, about this time, the pub landlord must be fuming. <laughs> right, why would he be fuming, guys? Why would he be fuming? Because um, he's had to shut his pub. Abs- that's what you'd think, isn't it? Yeah. That is what you'd think the joke was. No. The pub landlord must be fooming. Al thinks it's going to be shutting the pub. The pub landlord must be fooming because his tour's been cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the pub landlord, as we mentioned, must be absolutely seething because his tour's been cancelled. Offies are Never still open, in- though. So that's Never good. in the field of human history has so much been owed by so many for buying so few pints. <laughs> <laughs> but the tour will be back on, we hope. <laughs> no, 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 Al is fuming yeah. because his tour's <laughs> been cancelled. The pub landlord is a character, but Al's a real person <laughs> with a tour. <laughs> and you can see Al just going, I, I did not expect that one. I did not expect that at all. <laughs> and then in the Al Murray section, again, because they've got nothing else to fill time, and bear in mind that the 
government said and the BBC said that the one show would be the place to go for the nation <laughs> for advice and, and up to the minute health instruction and what we're going to do. And what are they yeah. doing? They're holding a virtual pub quiz with a bloke in Glasgow uh, who is, is doing questions uh, like uh, which film did Al Pacino get an Oscar for? To Patrick Kilty. <laughs> Patrick Kilty and, and Alex and Ed Ball. And to cut your own fringe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very helpful. Christ. Christ. The best part of that was the first question in the pub quiz was which Olympic sport uses the smallest ball? This is going to go badly. So, question one. Which Olympic sport uses the smallest ball? Oh. Yeah. And when they said smallest ball, they, there was a point where they cut to Ed Balls and you could see him reacting to the fact that it was Ball and his name was Ed Balls. <laughs> and you could see him sort of going... Am I gonna? Is this a? Shall I? No, no. It was. It was just a coincidence. Yeah, and all he could think of to say at that moment was smallest ball. Oh, uh, smallest ball. Uh, That's all he said. <laughs> and Alex's reaction to the quiz was she. She was so competitive. Like oh. I've never seen someone just activated so so kind of vociferously by competition. Okay, what's the answer, Andy? The answer's table tennis. <laughs> Yes, what did you get, Ed? I, I can't remember. Ed, I, show I can't us. remember. Ed, but show us right now. I put golf. Ed got oh, golf. Ed. Yeah, no, but okay. I didn't know it might be an Olympic sport next time. Come on. Al and I, Al okay. and I both went with squash. Okay, let, let's keep cracking on. Next question, please. <laughs> if you had told me two years ago there would come a day where everyone would be locked in their houses and we'd be watching Alex Jones fucking winning a pub <laughs> quiz, right? I'd have said, well, all of this either. is just patently untrue. <laughs> patently untrue. Because uh, it was done on Zoom, of course, everyone was talking all over each other. Apart from the bit where they were writing down their answers where it went to complete silence (laughs) (laughs) it was feast and famine absolute disaster (laughs) it was was a real mess wasn't it Uh, and then it was also billed at the start john it was billed at the start as it's virtual pub quiz even paolo natini (laughs) (laughs) well i mean now thousands of people are taking part even paolo natini has played and this bloke andy dunlop in glasgow who's trying to do it in his lounge for them and it's ah oh. um and and then uh, al murray tried to do a joke that nobody saw so the al pacino question was um the, the what film did he get the oscar for scent of, Alex, a, woman. Scent of a woman scent of a woman <laughs> question two for which film did al pacino win his only oscar <gasps> he was on the other day he was on and Alex started to get very excited. He said, oh, he was on the couch. He was here last week. He was here. As though that was going to help her memory. All right? And Al Murray, because he obviously had realised who else was on the couch that week, which was Steve Martin and Martin Short. So he wrote Three Amigos as a joke. But of course, that just got completely lost in the utter <laughs> catastrophe of this quiz that Paolo Nettini must have been sitting at home so excited about the <laughs> And Alex, when Alex saw it, what he'd written, she read it out and she went, Three Amigos? No. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Scent of a woman. <gasps> Scent of a woman. Scent of a flipping woman. If only someone had gone oh. with scent of a woman. 
no, no, no. That is so embarrassing. Goes. He was here. I mean, I, my mind went blank. Okay. Third question, then, please. Three amigos. Wasted on her. Wasted. Oh, absolutely great. Ed Balls also mentioned about people who were self-employed and that thing he did. He said, I mean, people, you know, with with jobs. So, you know, people working in in the media, um, makeup people from the one show <laughs> that came out. That's obviously a thing where they got we got no makeup people here, and he's like, mm, I'll put that in. That'll make it relatable. It's not relatable. <laughs> no, none of it is. They were still doing their own makeup. It's fun. Yeah, but mm. no one's had a makeup disaster yet, have they? Not you know, yet. I think I some spoke- of the some of the looks that Doctor he- is it Doctor Heather? No, Doctor Sarah. Some of the looks oh, she's yeah. going mm. for are quite bold for like seven o'clock on a, on a weekday yeah. evening. But, but you know, fair fucks to her. She's got a lot on her plate. It's fine. Y- yeah. You just wait till they bring Carol Thatcher back and she does her own makeup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't. The thing is, I, you know, I don't wear makeup, so I don't know how it yes, works. Yes, you do. So what utter someone, bullshit. I mean, yeah, obviously I do. Uh, and I'm an expert. As you can see now as, in our Zoom meeting, I look fresh. Um, but, I, I, but if they said to me, do you want to do your own makeup for television? And I'd be, you know, they do that. Some of them use that spray paint machine, don't they? The, 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 the makeup the air gun. One. HD yeah. one. And I, yeah, yeah. I love that. But imagine having to go at that yourself. Squirting. <laughs> You'd look like Donald Trump. <laughs> I really would. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fair play to everyone if they're doing their own makeup. Honestly, it's, uh, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, you, you know that we we we've had a thing over the last couple of weeks where stuff that we've done on the show has then immediately found its way onto air in one form or another. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're listening. So we've, we've oh, said, yeah. Yeah. We, we've said stupid things, and then those stupid things have appeared, and they're not connected, but we like to pull those threads because it's amusing and provides us with content. <laughs> and, <laughs> Last week, we had a bit about Alex needed to fart. And if anyone could smell the fart, they were too close. It's a very highbrow podcast, actually. And this week, yes. they were doing a thing where Patrick Kilty was saying, oh, I haven't washed, I haven't washed. Uh, if you can smell me now, Alex, you're too yes. close. This is what we have to do now. It's more than two metres. We are adhering to all restrictions. We, we're a safe distance apart. We've come up with our own test. I haven't been here since Monday. And I haven't washed since Monday. And basically, if you can smell me, Al, we're too close. You're all right. Okay, we're safe. We're good. good, yes. Literally what we said last week, only tweaked to be a bit flat. Now, I don't think they (laughs) listen to this and go, we'll nick that. But if you do work on The One Show, you do listen to this, and then it gets into your head and you're like, it'd be quite funny to do a thing about smell. That is stolen, and we are invoicing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that'll work. And then, and then they'll come back and go, and you've been using our clips for ages for nothing. Uh, oh, God, so. shut everything down. <laughs> shut it all down. It's all right. It's legitimate reviewing. We're reviewing it. It's fine. It's fair dealing. It's, it's totally it's fine. fair yeah. dealing. Absolutely. Yes, yep, yep, yep. We've looked into it. Great Big Owl. What? Great Big Owl. Stop saying that. What about Great Big Owl? It's a family of podcasts. Ooh. Who's in this family? Well, there's Rule of Three. That's us. <laughs> there's Brian and Roger. Hi, Roger. It's Brian. There's the The One Show Show. There's oh, nowhere else nice. you would find a, a four or five minute film about Pine Martins. Yes. Without a sight of one Pine Martin at all in the film. There's Barry and Angelos. Oh, uh, Gooch, Gooch, Chooch. Yeah. Remember that lovely one. And there's Smirch Pod. Could you eat first? I think we know. <sighs> well, I know. I don't know if I'd want to eat Lazenby. Basically, look for Great Big Owl on your pod, what's it? Good idea. Have we got a sting? Owls don't sting. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Can I just point out that Alex was, they were talking about her seeing into celebrities' houses, as we were mentioning. Yeah. Um, but we now know, thanks to Alex, that um, after last week, there's been a ton of love for Matt Baker's pheasant cushions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they were a hit. They were now. such a hit. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, we hated them on here, so I don't know. What... <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, the, the tastes it... of the older generation differ from where we're very young <laughs> and hip. If you're a 78-year-old colonel from Wiltshire, you you have seen those cushions and you have gone, I would like those, but I have no way of accessing them. <laughs> they are so old-fashioned. Man, man. By the way, by the way, it's it's the 30th today when we're recording this, isn't it? Yeah. Matt Baker is, he has his last show on the 31st of March. Oh, that was said before before on. the crisis. Maybe he's just slung off right. quietly then. So this is like Matt Baker retirement eve, oh. right? He, if, if he comes back after this, all I'm saying is, remember he went on TV and he cried and he did that heartfelt thing. Yeah. And he made it very clear it was the 31st of March. I would hate for Matt to go down in history as a liar, <laughs> as a big liar, who goes on, who, who goes on TV, emotionally abu- uh, manipulates the nation, <laughs> and actually it's for naught. <laughs> Wow. For naught, John. For naught, Julia. <laughs> oh, <I am. laughs> all so, of that, so all th- of that goodwill, Blue Peter, little baby lambs, gone, absolutely. gone, all country mean, file, I mean, man, gone. We don't want yeah, that anymore. Yeah. Take off yeah. the refile part of that, as far as I'm concerned. Matt's legacy uh, is shattered, John, isn't it? It's shattered. Wow. He got on. He went on television, and and he, and he told a big lie. If he doesn't go tomorrow, <laughs> which he needs, to, he needs to do. And I know, look, I know, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, John. We're all suffering. But if you say you're resigning, then you're resigning. And if you don't resign, you've lied to the British public through the BBC, which which needs to be a trusted organisation. Yeah. But you just said that Patrick Kilty had mysteriously appeared. Like maybe this is his way of just going quietly, not wanting a fuss. He's such a good guy. He doesn't want to make a big fanfare about it. He's just slunk off back to his farm and. 
is leaving it at that. And, and, and that is that that is very admirable. And if he <laughs> hasn't done that, then the man <laughs> is a liar and a cheat. <laughs> I will be putting my foot through the television okay. and I will be sending the BBC the bill. <laughs> what is interesting is whether or not they are going to reference it. So they could easily say, mm. oh, Matt's not quite retiring yet because of the situation. And, you know, the country's in an emergency and Matt Baker is the only one we can turn to. So he's staying on yeah. for the good of the nation. He's like a sort of broadcasting nurse. And you should all go out in your streets <laughs> and clap him now yeah. and bang a saucepan yeah. with, with, a, with, yeah. a, with, a, with the head of a pheasant just to make it appear that you appreciate Matt Baker. I tell you what, though, I mean, I mean if, if they do enforce it, he isn't going to be filming any for country file for the next six months isn't it really yeah he's yeah. not going to be doing a thing so he could be sitting at home going well i fucking mistimed that didn't i He'll, he, he could have been doing that for six months from his sofa with his fucking cushions <laughs> yeah. can but we, no can... he can't he can't because he's retired he's retiring tomorrow he made that clear can we please talk about the badger man now please oh yeah go on then tell, tell, badger tell man. us tell so us about badger man, man. Um, on, I can't remember his name actually, but it was on Tuesday's show. There was a man yes. who had so wanted to be up close and personal with badgers. I think he is a wildlife photographer, but that's clearly just a, a cover mm-hmm. for how much he wants to spend time looking at and touching badgers. It really informs my artwork because I'm able to be there with the badgers, but I'm able to actually uh, touch them. I can feel the fur, I can feel the claws. Um, but he does, so he got like a, a digger to dig a badger set, like a really deep badger set in his back garden, covered it all over, network of tunnels, like it was really proper Churchill's war rooms, but for badgers. Yeah, and or, then and or then grooming. Exactly. And then and then he wait he bided his time until three innocent badger cubs were brought into a rescue centre and he swooped in, <laughs> he got those badgers, <laughs> he put them in his badger set, which is all rigged with cameras, like a reality show, so that he can film them. And my favourite quote from the report was he loved handling the badgers, being with the badgers, and he really loved the feeling of badger spit on your fingers. <laughs> quite special when you come home and you've got a bit of badger spit on your fingers. It's uh, quite incredible. Uh... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Badger oh, spit on yes. your fingers. Because uh, <laughs> that helps you get your fingers into the other end of the badger really easily. <laughs> and then he said, I can touch them, I can feel their fur. <laughs> <laughs> and, is this and like Badger Pornhub? Yes, is that what and he is? watches the video feed is constantly running on his desk of many monitors, like a kind of a, <laughs> like a bad cycle, dystopian film. He's got like multiple Badger monitors, and he's always watching out of the corner of one eye. And he says, "I never want to miss a moment of their lives." And his own children are like jumping up and down out of shot, and he's like, "Not now." <laughs> it took me three years. Building the set was one thing, and then it was a case of rigging it with cameras. You need to get all different camera angles in there. It's a bigger job sometimes as building it. I put a network of tunnels in and the chambers, and all I needed then was the badges. <laughs> the badges! It's like... It's like... It's like Sliver, but yes. there's no Sharon Stone. There's three badgers. That's <laughs> funny. He, he basically <laughs> shot them funny. in for like... <laughs> It's terrifying. He kept them captive in there until he was sure they were going to stay and then he let them out, just so, knowing knowing like Fritzel that his, his prisoners would yeah, exactly. be blinking into the sunlight and then scurry back into this air. Certainly the easiest way for me to describe what I do is, do you remember Joseph Fritzel? <laughs> <laughs> he is Badger Fritzel. Well, 
I'm not weird. He, don't do it with with women. Or like, oh, my family. I do it with a different species. He even said, my children call me the Badger Buccaneer. And I was like, I bet they do. <laughs> badger Buccaneer, my kids call me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And yeah. various I bet other your wife calls you that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. the right badger buccaneer, that one. I call him my former husband. <laughs> <laughs> Badge, the fact that we're in this sort of world and we always talk about the one show in their films and often badgers is the go-to creature we just go oh, now he's a film about badgers even alex jones has said that before in interviews um when it, alex jones talked about yeah well yes alex jones talked about you know at some point this this podcast in an oblique way in an interview in the radio times you remember where she said oh i've heard there's a thing where they take the mickey and they just say but they're right it's some it goes from uh, it goes from uh, a film about cancer to oh now here's some badgers and she said and now it's literally that so that i think they're the yeah. last ones on the shelf in a way the badgers are just where they go when they are running out of absolutely everything when they run out of badgers we're all really in the shit <laughs> that means yeah. something bad's <laughs> happened yeah but they shit in the same yeah. place julia so it's okay <laughs> the, there was one film there was one film that they had on this week that was totally unrelated to anything and was an off-the-shelf one which was about a ventilation shaft at city road yes <laughs> Filmed before the lockdown. And they showed loads of footage of people on the tube, which seemed like something from the 18th century. And there was a bit where the guy, they were saying, and all the hot air from the tube comes up here, and he stood over it. Yes. Going, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you did that now. You, you would actually be dead in 10 seconds. Yes. That But to sort of just go, oh, shit, we haven't got anything this week. Let's put on the one about the heating vents in the tube thing. It just, it seems so unrelevant. It was. It was brilliant. It was like a t- snapshot from another time. <laughs> really was. It, what's good about it, though, is, is you are getting really to see the dregs of what they have and what they ordinarily <laughs> would have never shown. Yeah. But because they've, they've got this backlog of and they can't go out and film new stuff, <laughs> you're sort of going, oh, well, there's a reason you haven't showed this hot air tube film before, because it's <laughs> shit. <laughs> Literal hot air. Literal <laughs> hot air. It sucks, it blows. Like, next feature. <laughs> that literally could have said it in two seconds. <laughs> Talking of sucking and blowing. No, no, this is a segue worthy of the whole show, John. Don't interrupt me now. (laughs) Talking of sucking and blowing. My my favourite bit this week was the, um, there was the hairdresser. This is again, this is not real. The celebrity hairdresser, Michael Douglas, that's his real name. He was brought on to tell you what to do with your hair in a lockdown. And judging by my Instagram, most people are just shaving their heads and going absolutely mental. But uh, the whole of his, he was in his kitchen he appears to live alone, but it's hard to tell. But there was like a, a, a woman kneeling behind him with hair over her face, just not moving, <laughs> which turned out like to out be of that his, Japanese horror her, film. Yes, with like just long hair <laughs> hanging over her face. Obviously, it was a dummy for him to practice hairdressing on. But it looked the way he talked about her, it was just unsettling. He said, "Oh, this is my lovely assistant who lives with me." It's like, right. So it's a boxing hell in the situation. What? <laughs> she just stays there letting me do stuff to her hair and, and other stuff. And it's like, oh, it just yeah. really, it made, me, it made my skin crawl. Um, quickly then, fringes. Now they uh, are a nightmare. You can't leave a fringe more than six weeks, really, can you? But cutting well, it at home usually yeah. results in a shambles. So go on, you've got a demo there well, for us. I'll give you a, yes, this is my uh, lovely assistant here who uh, lives with me here. Now, what I would say is a lot of people will comb their fringe down and cut across there. And yeah. Do that. I loved him. Sorry, wait, sorry. Right. So this person, this wasn't alive. I'm, I'm now confused. No, was no, it a for, woman for, he's captured. If you weren't wearing your glasses, as many of the one show viewers probably weren't, uh, it could yeah. have been just a woman. But no, it was a plastic wow. dummy. But do um... they do they call him the dummy buccaneer by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> It'd be amazing if he started cutting her hair and he slipped with the scissors and then there was a thin rivulet of blood came out from beneath the wax. <laughs> because inside the I dummy... Think he should leave now. <laughs> inside the dummy is, is the corpse of a badger. He's just stuffed in there to hold its shape. <laughs> Has anyone ever shaved a badger? <laughs> I mean, That's give me another couple of, of weeks of this and it's entirely possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, no one has ever shown me a shaved badger, and I feel like if there was a, a, a picture of a shaved badger, I'd have seen it. And I don't mean that in a, in a uh, I'm a football lad, uh, shaved badger. I mean that as in the animal, the badger, uh, what does it look like when it's shaved? Is it like a huge pink rat? Yes, that's, yes, that's what it looks like. Yes, yes. Great. <laughs> wow. Adrian Childs made an appearance, didn't he, this he week? Did. Which was mm-hmm. which was odd because he is, of course, the original presenter of The One Show. And yeah, it, it was a it's, homecoming. It's taken a global global pandemic to get me back onto the <laughs> fucking sofas. I'm paraphrasing. The studio is practically empty. We are down to bare minimum and me. But I am joined by a guest who is no stranger to the one show. He might be more used to sitting this side, to be honest. Uh, but I will be asking him the questions tonight. It's Adrian Childs. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey. That's quite good applause for four people. I thought it sounded very half-hearted. It was I, a little bit thin, wasn't it? You know, I always wondered what it would take to get me back on the one show. And now I know. Global pandemic. <laughs> He did say that, but he was he was what, on. To, what was he doing? He what was, was he coming doing? on to promote his new series. You know those pilgrimage uh, BBC One shows where they get some people yeah. in varying degrees of fame to go on a pilgrimage somewhere. And uh, this one, they're going from Serbia to Istanbul. It's him and like Edwina Curry and some people. Dom Jolly putting up a tent. It was. It didn't look good. But um, he. <laughs> so he was talking about why he'd accepted the job. I mean, we all know it's money. But um, he said, "Oh, it's because I'm." And then he paused for a bit and went. I'm very, well, it was a job about um, uh, walking and religion. I'm very pro-faith. <laughs> I'm pro-faith. <laughs> like, I go every Saturday and cheer it on the touchline. I'm very, I'm very yeah. for <laughs> faith. Come on, faith. <laughs> Come on, the saints. <laughs> you just didn't have a good answer ready. Why did you do this? Um, I'm pro-believing in things. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit weak. Yeah, but he, but again, desperate, desperate times because you know he probably said, "Can I come on the one show?" And they, they probably in, in the real world back then they would have gone, "No, it's weird." Yeah, yeah, no, here, exactly. yeah here he yeah. is because he's this isn't yeah. the first pilgrimage program he's done, and is he's it never been on promoting it before. No, but he, they said this is you're back again with this. Oh no, no, no! And I think so. It's a different, mm. it's a different bunch of celebrities each time, so they get oh, six or seven different ones. How yeah, do yeah, they yeah. find so many celebrities that are pro faith? <laughs> I just don't know. It's quite a rare thing these days, isn't it, John? Yeah, amazing. Are you pro-faith or again it? I think, I think I'm again the faith. <laughs> it's, it was just I mean, really awful. No... He, <laughs> he went into this protracted thing about, well, I mean, we were basically um, talking about whether religion is the cause of all the problems in the world or basically the opposite of that. Um, and then the, the route they were walking <laughs> is basically politically fraught with religious wars. And he was like, yeah, so that was quite a difficult one. It's like, it's like yeah, but uh, no, he, he, he tried to couch it as a philosophical chat, but really it's just putting up a shit tent with Dom Jolly in a gale and then Dom Jolly trying to make light of it, which was painful. Yeah, I can imagine so. Uh, anything that Dom Jolly is doing is probably not so much about faith, but about a holiday, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was effortful. He was There was a clip they showed of him 
putting up a tent with Adrian Charles, was trying to work out where the door was. And then because Dom Jolly wanted to, I don't know, remind people of the old TV shows he used to make, he went off, uh, said, I'm just going off for a minute. And he went off into a valley or overlooking a valley and just sort of shouted as if, oh, these guys, I'm so frustrated. I don't mind sleeping under the stars. Stop it for a minute. Just, let's just concentrate. Where's it go? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to go and think about stuff. Ah! Right. And it didn't make me like him more. Did he have a Did he have a big phone? Did he have his? Big I mean, phone? In, in my mind, he did bring that with him. Yes, I don't yeah. think he yeah, actually yeah. did, but yes, he did. Yeah, he did. yes, he did. Definitely yeah. did. I'm trying to think of a thing that he would have shouted uh, <laughs> if he was Jesus. But I mean, it's beaten me. It's beaten me. I, I'm on the cross. Would be the. <laughs> But, but I'm not saying that because it's horrible. Yeah, loads and fishes, loads and fishes. <laughs> and if you uh, and if you'd like to write in, don't write to uh, me or Julia. Write that <laughs> Christians to Mark Haynes, the Church uh, of Mark Haynes. <laughs> it's the sort of show where they do a thing about wh- what would Dom Jolly be like if he'd been Jesus. <laughs> Oh, Good recommendation, yeah. tell your friends. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we, before we uh, wrap up, John, um, yeah. I, I want to thank everyone who this week, as as in every week, sends us erroneous tweets to our One Show account, thinking that we're the BBC One Show, the One Show, yeah. and not a, uh, uh, I was about to say, spin-off podcast, but that <laughs> it makes it sound a bit official and professional. Uh, but people get it wrong, and they continually... So this week has been the worst week uh, for us in terms of traffic because all it is is people saying yes well done nhs getting it wrong Amazing. and could you give a shout out to this campaign group in doncaster they're doing great work you should come Aww. and do a film about it again I, I they're sending it to the wrong place and i i can't be bothered to send them to the right place so i will say <laughs> one show researchers if you're looking for content also look at our tweets and replies because there are hundreds of people who are incapable <laughs> our, our, our bio literally says not the one show credit to the lady who put a a video of her son singing a coronavirus nhs song and she put it with the absolutely bald line next to it my son wrote this he wants it to go viral (laughs) (laughs) did you did you immediately retweet it to our five followers mark because that would have really helped i responded i said hi i said hello this is matt i do not like it Uh, but there was a tweet here from um, Matthew Medill, uh, who again mistook us uh, for the one show and was sending abuse to the one show. Uh, and he wrote, uh, if, if the BBC is looking to save money, they could easily reduce the episodes of At The One Show Show. <laughs> I would say get rid but within reason, twice a week is more than enough. <laughs> Scraping the barrel springs to mind. <laughs> and again, that's our tagline, John. <laughs> Scraping the bottom of the television barrel. barrel. He, I mean, if Matthew Medill somehow manages to hear this podcast, <laughs> mate, this is for you. you know, not just that. Come on and do some writing on it. Yeah. You'll see in the zone. <laughs> tweet, him, tweet him back. Get him on. Right. Any Very quickly, any other business? Any other business? Oh, um, I really, I really enjoyed um, Alex talking to Fleur East uh, whenever she was on, on Wednesday um, because there was an awkward moment where um, they said Fleur was looking very relaxed during this t- time of lockdown, and I think what they meant to say was, "So I guess you don't have kids or a house full of, you know, pets or whatever." And um, and Alex just said, "Fleur, you can't have children." <laughs> I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> 
Um, Fleur, you've been working from home. Yes. Now, we've got um, a lovely picture of you. This is you doing your radio programme, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> See, you look all relaxed. You can't have children or pets. No. That's, that's <laughs> no way to tell her. It was just really awkward. And oh. also that thing of that thing of just, you know, not really knowing what someone is like and what their life is like and turning to them going, you're lucky you don't He's have gone. kids. I mean, I mean, you're I'm lucky you don't have a husband. <laughs> you're lucky you don't have pets. It's really sort of, oh, it made my heart bleed for her. Well, yeah, well, exactly. Well, it's almost, she might as well have just said, now, uh, we've been testing all of the guests as they come in now for coronavirus. But a, a happy side effect of that is Fleur. We've discovered you can't have babies. Oh, my God. It was just, it was such an odd way. Just she expressed it in a slightly wrong way. And, uh, Didn't she? With Fleur, with Fleury sitting on that isolated yes. little poof in the middle of a big room, feeling small and terrible. It was like something from The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Go yeah. and sit on that it stool really you can't have children. <laughs> and, and much as where we came in on this week's episode of the podcast, they're all shouting, shame, shame. <laughs> Do a rap about your shameful childbearing. <laughs> what rhymes with barren? A uh, bit of a busier editing job than it seemed like for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Needs must. And there we will call a halt to the proceedings of this week's episode. Why not take some time now to spit on your hand and finger a badger? Anything, anything's permissible now. It's like the purge, but staying in. And while you're doing all of that, remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show from two metres away also looks back into you. Goodbye. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandberry podcast. It's a family one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. 
Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.